0: Good evening everyone and welcome. Tonight's class is titled, Charity is Equal to All Mitzvos. We're currently holding, in the middle of chapter 37, page 176, left-hand column. Again, in the middle of chapter 37, left-hand column, bottom of the page, in the light of the above. The soul... The last class we had, we played a song, played played a song about the soul crying that it doesn't want to come down here, and the angels talking to the soul. Our neshama, our godly soul is is doing fine. It doesn't need to come down here to become better. The reason the Moshe is in this world, and I'm sharing you because we see within you You're fulfilling your mission clearly So you're a good role model But the, um, the reason that The neshama comes down here Is not for the godly soul For the godly soul The godly soul It's like the issue that they say The children are being separated from their parents Or well, we have an issue now in America children are, The godly soul is separated from his Father and mother He's separated from Hashem So sometimes you separate your child. I left my home when I was 11 years old. I went to... That was in order to make things better. That I should go to yeshiva and learn. There was a a reason. But the godly soul, there's no need for it to come down here. So why does the godly soul come down? For the world itself. For the animalistic soul within you. Very strong wording The godly soul doesn't need to be fixed Very, very strong wording The godly soul does not need to be fixed it's, It comes down here to elevate the world Now with such an introduction We, we could answer A fascinating question <coughs> The Talmud, Yerushalmi Tells us The mitzvah is charity The mitzvah If you see the words the mitzvah Did you do the mitzvah today, Gershon? today? You just did the mitzvah Baruch, he did the mitzvah today yeah. good the mitzvah is sure. is charity that's a good way I should check in everybody I should call, I should call everybody did he do the mitzvah yet today? Mm-hmm. it's a new fundraising technique so, <laughs> the mitzvah the Talmud Yerushalmi tells us refers to charity and similar. similarly we learn the Gemarren Bavar Basra in the Babylonian Talmud tells us that charity balances all other mitzvahs. It's incredible wording. Incredible wording. Let's find the Hebrew here. The Gemara says You know what shkula means? Shkula means it's equal. Like, like the English says. Okay? It's a, if you give charity, it's, almost, it's as if you did all the other mitzvahs. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? What is so special about charity? And now it's crystal clear. Let's go through different mitzvahs. Throw out a mitzvah. Someone. Share a mitzvah. What?
1: Tefillin.
0: Tefillin. How many parts of your body are involved in that mitzvah? Your arm. Your arm. Throw out another mitzvah. On your eyes. And your eyes. It's between your eyes. But... Another mitzvah, please. Lighting
1: Shabbos,
0: lighting Shabbos candles. How many parts of your body are involved in that? Your hands. hands eyes. Your brain. Your, your brain in the Shabbos candles? Why?
2: Because you have to think to light the candles. You
0: have to think to light the candles, but the mitzvah itself is... The mitzvah itself is the act of lighting the candle. It happens to be the example of lighting candles not a fair example because it's a mitzvah de Rabbanah. It's not one of the 6, 613 mitzvahs. Yeah, it's a rabbinic commandment. Another mitzvah, another mitzvah. Eating kosher. Eating kosher. How many parts of your body are involved? Okay, you, have, you know you have more parts of your body. Fine. Eating kosher is a good example. Your hand. Your mouth. But your, your, your toe is not involved. True. Your... The back of your head is not involved. Which mitzvah is everything involved in? Tzedakah. When you give tzedakah, you... Your entire body worked for that. When you're at work, your entire body is there. And if someone has a trick, otherwise tell me. But generally, when I'm I'm at work, my whole body is there. It's something that completely... You hope it doesn't completely overtake you. Sorry about that. It shouldn't. But it's something that at the moment it, it, you're there. Fair well, statement?
2: It's, it's, it's outside of you. The, the other mitzvahs that we talked about are something you do, it's a relationship with the shame. But when you do it, it also it elevates your relationship with, with others.
0: You're saying Charity is actually between you and someone else, as well oh, as you well and yeah.
3: Charity is the only mitzvah I can think of, even though the others may be defined as to how they are executed. It has a hierarchy of the implementation of the mitzvah.
1: Hmm.
0: <coughs> Interesting point. You know another example of that? The Chanukah Menorah. The Chanukah Menorah, interestingly, the Gemara in Shabbos says, there's the lowest level, which is one person per household lights lights the menorah. Higher level, everybody lights one candle. Hmm. And the highest level is where everybody lights eight candles. A little, so.
3: With with respect, I say that that has to do only with lighting of the candle, as opposed to the relationship of the celebration of the mitzvah per se. The higher the elevation and the hierarchy the more whole the mitzvah is.
0: David is saying that tzedakah does have uh, the eight eight levels of tzedakah. Yes, the ramam shares. Thank you.
3: Hmm.
0: A chassid once came to his rabbi and he felt like a liar. Why? Because the whole year he's dressed like a peddler or whatever whatever he was doing. And when he would come to the Rebbe, he would dress up in his Shabbos clothing. Hmm. So he, he decided that on his next visit to the Rebbe, he's going to be his real self. He's going to dress in his work clothing. Who am I fooling, the Rebbe? And when he came to the Rebbe, the Rebbe said, no, no, no. Until now, the the real person was when you came here. Sometimes you needed to go to work. Now you're telling me this is your real person. Now there's trouble. The real person. We, we need to know who we are. Work may overtake us. We may, but that's not who we are. However, work is something our entire body is involved in. Stock of charity is something that your entire being is connected to. Let's say a step deeper. When you give charity, are you giving a moment's action? Or are you giving charity from the entire work cycle? For example, you get paid once a month. And from that, welcome Michael. You get paid once a month. From that payment, you'd give a check, you'd give 10%. That 10% is not representative of five minutes, it's representative of the entire month's work. When you put on tefillin, you wore the tefillin, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, an hour, but that was a maximum. When you give tzaka, the tzaka you gave when you get your check, is, is elevating the entire month. It's incredible. So two items. The greatness of charity. Number one is, your entire being is in it. And number two is, it's elevating the entire time involved in that money. We don't see this by other, any other mitzvah. So it's called the mitzvah. However, Tanya's going to ask one challenging question. I hope hope all of you have this story and just have not shared it with me. But some people, they win the lottery. Some people win the lottery. Some people get a big inheritance. They did not work for it. So these two items we're saying don't anymore apply. If you give tzedakah, off of winning the lottery. If you give Tadaka off of an inheritance, number one is your entire body was not involved in that money. And number two is you're not elevating all that time. But let's just talk about the first item. Your entire being is not involved in that money. So what's so great about that charity? I'm not telling you not to give tzedakah if you win the lottery, Gershon. Still give no, the 10 million, not of the 100. And I'm driving still, down
2: to
1: you're Salem, Salem tomorrow. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll I, I'll, we'll, we'll accept, yeah, yeah. But does it still have the greatness of the mitzvah, of being tzedakah, that is equivalent to all other mitzvahs? David, a fair question. So, what's the answer Tanya gives?
3: The the answer is, yes, of course charity is equal to all the other mitzvahs because all of the other mitzvahs are dependent either directly or indirectly on charity.
0: Now I'm asking a specific question. The question is, what's so great about charity from an inheritance or winning the lottery? Why would that, why would charity on that item be considered something special? Tanya says, with money you could buy anything. When you give away money, you're giving up, in a sense, everything. Let's see this insight, a fascinating insight. Page 176, left hand column, bottom of the page, in the light of the above, where we previously learned that the godly soul itself is perfect doesn't need to be fixed and we're here to elevate the entire the physical world the animalistic soul one can understand why our rabbis of blessed memory so strongly emphasized the virtue of charity declaring that it is that it balances all the other commandments that's in the Jerusalem in the Babylonian talmud And throughout the Jerusalem Talmud, it is called simply the -the commandment. For such was the usage of the language to call charity simply the commandment. What is so special about charity? Because it is the core of the precepts of action and surpasses them all. So Tanya is saying, for whatever reason we haven't established yet, charity surpasses all other mitzvahs because it is the core of all of action. It has the most action, the most physical connection than other, any other mitzvah. Why? For all mitzvahs are only intended to elevate the vital soul to God. The reason we have mitzvahs is to elevate the animalistic soul, the vital soul. Since it is she, the soul that performs them and closes itself in them. The you, your body is enclosed in it. Thereby being absorbed into the light of the Ein Tzof. So, so your body, your vital soul, is involved in this ap- action and elevated to Hashem. Blessed is He, which is vested in them. So when you give, when you, the goal of a mitzvah is to elevate your body, to elevate your vital soul. Hence, you can find no commandment in which the vital soul is closed to the same extent as in the commandment of charity. No other commandment elevates the vital soul like charity. For in all the other commandments, only one faculty of the vital soul is embodied, as we gave the example of Tzellin. Maybe your arm is involved, and within your arm, a small part of your, your vital soul is involved. And and not only a small part of your body, but a small part of time. And and then only at the time of the performance of the the mitzvah. So tefillin is being done with a specific part of your body at a specific time. However, while in the case of charity, which a man gives out of the toil of his hands, surely all the strength of his vital soul is embodied in the execution of his work. Or in company or or occupation by which he earned the money when he gives it for charity, his whole vital soul ascends to God. So when you give charity, it's your entire soul is elevated to God because your entire vital soul was involved in making the charity. But I'll take it in a second. Yeah, there was a chassid. Who was in the business of selling boots? And he came to his rabbi. And the rabbi turned to him and he said, Feet within boots I've seen, but a head within the boots I've never seen. What does that mean? What does that mean? Hashem tells us the wording of David HaMalach is that our hands need to be involved in our work. But however, we need to make sure that it doesn't overtake our brain. If you're selling boots, sell boots. But your head still needs to be above. Yes, David?
3: Thus giving charity is a mitzvah in which a person gives not a piece of his life, but something that is connected to the whole ensemble of life. There's not a particular deed and mood of his soul, but the totality of the efforts and desires that he invested in securing this money and the knowledge that he could have used this money to buy things for himself. Therefore, oh, one second. We did,
0: just one second. Well, just one second. Therefore, we, we, didn't, we didn't read that yet, Antony. Let's continue oh, a sorry. few All more right. lines. No, 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 and no, no, no. The gun. No, I thought no, no, no. We no. Even where one does not depend on his toil for a livelihood. Even when your work is not what gives you... You made a rich. You struck old. So, that, so then the money you have doesn't have all that passion within it. Nevertheless, since with this charity money he could have purchased necessities of life for his vivifying soul, hence he's giving his soul's life to God. Because with this money you could sustain your soul by giving it up. You're giving up the essence of your soul's, the essence of your soul's energy in a way, in a positive way. Yes, David.
3: Is it fair to say you're giving up your part of your animal soul? I think the distinction is important. Yes. 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 I have
0: one
2: question.
0: Maximum four tonight.
2: Okay, well, I'll be careful in how I choose. Um, would not volunteering be a form of charity, but there's no money involved because you give your entire body when you, and you, when you I mean, it's kind of an act, it is an act of charity. I
0: appreciate that question greatly, and I'd like to think mm. that volunteering is an act of charity. Yes. That w- that's the definition of volunteering. I mean, you're probably, doing something which should make money. That's true. You're putting your entire well, being into
1: it. Yeah, because you, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you,
2: right, you could pay somebody to do the task that somebody volunteered. For. Yeah, so,
0: well. I appreciate it.
3: But there's also the abstraction from the money aspect. You could have been spending that time doing something for yourself, and instead you are sacrificing something of your being for the betterment of someone else which is the equivalent of money.
0: Thank you, (laughs) Gerson. So therefore, sorry, you had a question, Dr. Mallow?
1: Well, I I don't know. I I just think that if if somebody actually works for the money or or works, you know, just to put out effort and, and then contributes to charity, it's got to mean more somehow than if he just gets a lot of money in the stock market to give some of that. Because he really didn't do anything to you know he just invested in the in stock market and and uh, you know and, and the stock market happened to go up so he got some money so but it's not really giving of yourself in the same way as if you actually doing some work.
0: Well said. So what's what we? How does that challenge what Tanya is saying here?
1: Well, it's just that I don't. It doesn't seem. Um, um, It doesn't seem to be equivalent in terms
0: of effort. Fair. Do you feel Tanya is saying it's the equivalent?
1: Well, he, he, it does say that uh, because of, it does say that even when one, one does not depend on his toil for a That's a
0: question. What's the question? Well, What's Tanya's question right now? Who is the question on? Uh, a question on, it's a question on the Babylonian and Jerusalem Talmud. What's the question?
1: Well, if somebody doesn't toil for for the money, uh, but gives charity out of what he receives, um, is it is it still um, I mean still tzedakah? But it, is it?
0: still, um... The mitzvah. Is it still e- is it equivalent to all other mitzvahs? Right. Yeah. So Tanya, just to be clear, is not asking, is the giving of charity off of the lottery the same as giving charity off of your work cycle? That's not the question of Tanya. Tanya is saying, the question Tanya is asking is, even though it's lacking when you win the lottery, yeah. is there still something unique about that charity that it could still be considered the mitzvah? And it could still be equivalent to all other mitzvahs. So in other words, exactly your point. Tanya is saying, this charity is on a lower level because you haven't invested your entire being in it. Is it still? Still equivalent to all other mitzvahs? Is it still called the mitzvah? Etani says yes. Nonetheless, even though it's not fully equal, nonetheless, you could sustain yourself with this money, you could buy items, and you're giving it away. So you're giving away items from your entire being.
3: You said something that I. I do not. Clear?
0: Let me say, can I say it again? Spend that money for no, go ahead, Dr. Mallet. No, you can spend that money to buy a pair of
2: filling. And then it's good by your soul. <coughs> so, therefore, you didn't. So, that you didn't buy a pair of filling, good by your soul. You gave the money sure. Sitting there, you, you really won the lottery. So, therefore, it's equal.
0: Not equal. That's what That's what. Oh, that was the question. The man, that. That when we, we use the word. Sorry. Okay. The word "equal," is, I think what's throw is, is where Dr. Maloff's question comes in. Right. We don't want to say the giving of charity from your work cycle and from a lottery is exactly the same. There's different energy invested, but we do want to say that they are similar in one area, and that's the time. Both of these charities are called the mitzvah, and both of these charities are equivalent to all other mitzvahs. because. In both of these scenarios, the money you have could, can purchase necessities of life. Yes, uh, th- yes, David. I'm sorry
3: for cutting it's you off. In, it's important. No, no. It, but it's important to acknowledge that when we give for charity, it doesn't have to just be this. It can also be this, because some of us earn a living by this and not by this.
0: It's important to know. I'm going to try and say that in my words, the way I understand it, that charity is not only money; it's also time and energy
3: but some of us earn livings by intellectual effort which may not involve physical production of capital
1: no, but not right. effort, still effort.
3: yes yeah, is yeah. And, and, and i i knew you believed that but something slipped in there that could cause a person to misconstrue i thought what
1: was that what what was the, is the it sacrificial well, mental
3: sacrifices. effort is more tiring than
2: physical effort sometimes. Just,
0: just one moment. I want to bring it together. I apologize. Morbasha, go ahead.
1: Is is the commonality that they're both sacrificial?
0: What what does sacrificial mean in this scenario?
1: Well, you're sacrificing something with an inheritance or with. Uh, a lot
0: of, uh, you're giving up what you could have with money you could have purchased. Sacrifices yes. 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 You're giving. Yes.
1: Something
0: yes. Thank you. Yes, Gershon.
2: Oh, I was just responding to David's comment about the intellectual effort. It's like they are equal because it's it's, it's tiring, you're giving up your time, your mental energy, or your physical energy. I mean, you know. But
3: she said something that's really important and ought not to slip by. There are no more sacrifices. How do we commit a sacrifice? We commit a sacrifice by charity. Charity. And that's a really important point, I think.
0: With this understanding and the greatness of charity, now we understand, concludes page 176, right-hand column. Therefore, our rabbi, the blessed memory, said that it, charity, brings the redemption nearer. Great is charity. Now's a good time. Now's a good time. Great is charity that brings the redemption nearer. And you know, we're finishing the month of, of And there's a famous song from the month of of. Does anyone know the conclusion of this verse? Tzion b'mishpati padeh Zion, the, the Israel, the Jewish people will be redeemed with justice, with judgment. What's the f- What's the conclusion of the verse? Visha b'itzdaka. The captives are going to be redeemed with charity. Hmm. It's a song. It's a Hasidic niggun. It goes, in b'mish So. Charity is great. The wording of the Gemara. Charity is great. It brings it, it brings the redemption near. For with one act of charity a person elevates... One second. Baruch. You may need to give another piece of charity now. Listen to this. Listen, listen. For with one act of charity... A person elevates a great part of the vivifying soul of whose powers and faculties he cannot elevate in the same measure by performing several other active precepts. The individual act of tztaqa has a greater effect on making this world a better place than numerous other mitzvahs done on the other side of the scale. Baruch. Is that powerful? Absolutely. You know, they say when when you go collecting funds for an organization, your job is not to collect funds. You want to create partners. Mm -hmm. And and it's a real thing. The ability, someone giving tzedakah, they are, they're they're bringing the redemption and they're bringing it tenfold more than any other action. Okay, with this we conclude number one, we conclude the specific topic of the greatness of charity. But number two is at this moment we conclude something we mentioned a while back. We mentioned in the beginning of chapter 35, Tanya, Tanya began at the beginning of ta- chapter 35, let us elucidate further the term to do it. What's the necessity for, for action? So until now, Tanya shared that Hashem wants a dwelling place in this world. Hashem wants the action. And that's what we just concluded the greatest action is within sure. charity. Within stucco. We've concluded that topic now. Tanya's now gonna switch gears and it's gonna ask a challenge. The challenge is we have another famous quote. Oh, yeah. The famous quote is Talmud Torah Kenegatskula. Torah study is the equivalent of everything. <laughs> now we have a, now now we're in trouble. If the main thing is action, there's no action in Torah study. No action. Cerebral
1: action.
0: So, there's, even if there is action, it's the lowest level of action. And yet I'm telling you that the Torah, the, the study of Torah is equal to everything else. So we've just, you know those kids, they create a tower, and boom, one other kid comes and he gives it a kick and that's the end of the tower we created a tower we said the most important thing is action and yet we have a famous quote we say every day in tefillah, in prayer talmud torah connect kulam the study of torah is equal to everything and the study of torah has no action how can it be it's a good question gershon it's a fair question yes it
1: could lead to it.
0: Torah study could lead to action, so say that. This to- say the study of Torah, we, we actually we have such quotes, leads to action. No how action could happen without the study of Torah. Maybe. But how, to, please. how do we
3: know that charity is the most important uh, mitzvah? The Talmud tells us. Sheshkula It's equivalent. We don't know that if we don't study. And the act of study is that somebody who has studied tells us which is the indirect passing down of that. You, you come and you don't know any of that. You have, to, you have to study it to know. I 100% agree. The question
0: though is, is the study, do you go and, let, let's take an example of a doctor. Do you tell the doctor the most important thing is how you treat the patients? Or the most important thing is to know what to do and I don't... That what we're learning here is two, well we have two opposite quotes. One, on the one hand we say the most important thing is, is how you treat your patient. We said charity is most important. On the other hand we have the most important thing is how, you, how much you studied. Uh, you know what, it's not even a, it's not even a proper example. Let me, let me try and give the same example in other words.
3: No, it's a good example. I I to treat every patient just like the (laughs) doctor can. But the effects could be criminal. He had the study to do what he did. Obviously, I'm going to take an academic approach because that's what my prejudices are. But in this case, it's absolutely valid.
0: No, but David, the question here is, there's no argument we need a study. But the question is, is the study itself a purpose? When I tell you that the study of Torah is equivalent to everything else, the message is to study itself as a purpose. Uh, that's a contradiction to what well, we're learning if here. That's a, if the pur- yes, I would have to agree. Lame, uh, but I no, 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 no. Because again, I want to say you're right also, that the study of Torah, like Dr. Mallow said, you can't do, you need to study. There's no question the study of Torah is important. The question is, however, is, that, it's, is, is it is that its own purpose?
2: Well, They're tied together because the study of Torah should lead you to the other important... So use that
0: wording. It's a cause and effect. Right. So use that wording. Say the study of Torah... Say without Torah Torah study, you're incomplete. So you can't do mitzvot without... But to say that the study of Torah is equivalent to all the mitzvot... That's like telling a doctor. Knowing how to be a doctor is is as if you treated patients. Hmm. That's not a fair statement. You could be a good doctor by never treating one patient. You haven't changed the world. If, if you treated a patient, you've made a difference. Right. Let's see this inside. As for the statement of our rabbis, that the study of the Torah is equivalent to them all, the study of the Torah is equivalent just just saying these words is very powerful what's the the message? the study of the Torah is equivalent to every single mitzvah how could that be? this contradicts our foundation we just concluded that action is the most important thing this is because Torah study is effected through the faculties of speech and thought which are the innermost garments of the vivifying soul. So this is a, a, brilliant, a brilliant academic answer, if you could so say. Tanya is saying we need to elevate our animalistic soul. But your animalistic soul is not only action, it also has its own thought process. So how are you going to elevate the deeper parts of the animalistic soul, when you give charity, you're you're elevating the lowest level of the animalistic soul. You're elevating the level of action. How are you going? How are you going to elevate the level the the garment of thought? How are you going to elevate the garment of speech of your animalistic soul of your
1: of your vital soul? Through Torah study. When it says vivifying soul? Yes. Is that the godly soul or is that
0: the animal? I appreciate you asking, and and, and I'm getting so confused myself in the wording. So let me try and briefly explain. Generally, we learn there's two souls there's a godly soul and an an animalistic soul. You know, I want to comment. Actually, this question, a few, maybe it was two years ago, I actually had someone listening to SoundCloud ask me from a very far away country. He emailed me where he was from. It's a good question. Generally we learn there's two souls, a godly soul and an animalistic soul. Tanya she has hinted subtly that there's a third soul. That third soul is called the vivifying soul. So, And I share that because in our context, generally we're going to call the vivifying soul and the animalistic soul the same thing. What does vivifying soul mean? It means it's giving you life.
3: Stein soul translates it as life-giving soul.
0: Life-giving soul. Life-giving soul, well, the animalistic soul, if you remember, is in the blood and it gives you life. So, so, as a whole, we say that the animalistic soul and vivifying soul is one. The animalistic soul is your vivifying soul. But if I'm going to be honest to the text, there are, at times, it's referred to on a deeper level as three separate souls. I don't want to confuse you. But I want this to be clear. It is not the godly soul. To answer your question, the vivifying soul is certainly not the godly soul.
3: No, it's not confusing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? Stein, soul calls it the life giving soul. It's the vital soul. A uh, a they use, they use vital soul sometimes. Yeah.
0: Uh, vivifies, like your soul. Also, in addition to this idea that the study of Torah elevates a deeper level of the thought and speech of your godly, of your vivifying soul, of your nefesh hachiyunis, also the essence and substance of the faculties of Chabad, Chachma, Bina, and Das of the Klipas Noga and the vivifying soul. Are integrated into holiness itself when one occupies oneself in Torah with concentration and intelligence. So, in addition to the, l- l- let's quickly recap: the soul is made up of its intellectual faculties, which are called chabad. It's made up of its attributes, of its actionable items, or its, its feelings, which are we're going to use the term ch- chagas Nahim, which refer to kindness, severity, chesed on And then additionally it has its garments, the garments of thought, speech, and action. So we said Torah study, it affects the deeper garments of thought and speech. And additionally it affects the intellectual aspects of the godly soul. And we're going to conclude with a deeper level of Kabbalah in the next paragraph. And with this I want to conclude. But by way of introduction. This world, we learn, is not the first world Hashem created. Hashem created a world before this one called Tohu. Tohu, it was a world of... Allow me to use this word of craziness. Chaos. Chaos. What was the chaos? I wasn't there. But I'll share with you my, the, the understanding that I have based on my learning. It's much bigger than me, this topic, but I'll try within one minute to give you uh, an understanding. Everything in the world has energy and its recipient. We call it the energy and the receiver. Or, or means light, and keli means the vessel. Everything in this world has or and keli. Light and a vessel. The vessel needs to be the right size for the light. If not, what's going to happen? It's going to crash. In a world of chaos, the vessels didn't fit delight. And there was a crash. Have you heard about the crash? Kabbalah talks about this. It says that there was a world and it broke apart. And there were 288 sparks. Have you heard these words before? Mm -hmm. There was a world that a world of chaos and the energy was too much for the vessels. The vessels cracked. It's 288 pieces. That's above us (coughs) The animalistic soul comes from the world of chaos The animalistic soul comes from the world of chaos By the way, for example Esav came from the world of chaos from the world of Tayyip That is why one of the fascinating questions is Why did Yitzchak, Isaac want to bless Esav? He knew who Esav was He was He was a wicked guy Because Yitzchak knew that in Asa's source, he's much higher than Yaakov. Yaakov, Asa comes from this world of chaos. I lost you already? Am I doing good? Am I successful? I lost it? No. (laughs) If you understand me, that's a problem. (coughs) Within the world of chaos that the animalistic soul comes from, Chaos means confusion, upside down. Can we we translate chaos also to mean upside down? Fair? The lower part of the, what we normally see as the lower part of the animalistic soul comes from a higher source within the chaos. So the feelings of the animalistic soul, which are generally lower than the intellectual part, come from a higher part of the world of chaos.
2: Is that because everything, you look at everything backwards in the world? I don't yeah. know.
0: I don't know. But I do know this much. I know that the, that the feelings of the animalistic soul come from a higher source within the world of Tohu. What's that word you said? Tohu. Tohu vavohu. Oh, tohu, tohu. Chaos. No, tohu. no, 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 no. Yeah, Tohu. Yeah. And the intellect of the animalistic soul, of the vivifying soul, comes from a lower place in the world of Tohu. Okay, So just imagine that X, the higher part of Tohu, of the world of chaos, has come into the lower part of the animalistic soul, feelings. And the lower part of the world of Tohu has come into the higher part, the intellect of the animalistic soul.
2: Because the world of Tohu, uh, they, they valued the other attributes above the, the
0: I, I, I'm not familiar enough to be able to comment. It, it, are you saying this is a fact or is it a question? If it's a fact, I accept I don't know if it's a fact. If, I, then, then, then we're going to leave it. I don't know exactly. But
3: when you give <coughs> a commercial message. You...
0: <laughs> In one minute. Let me conf- yeah. conclude this point. Now you'll understand why we're able to, to change our animalistic, our animalistic souls... Intellect our animalistic soul's intellect but not feelings. Now we understand why we're able to change the animalistic soul's intellect but not feelings. Because the feelings are too high for us. But the intellect is lower that we could connect with. Let's see this inside. We're gonna conclude with a commercial break, a commercial announcement, and then we'll take any questions. Here we go. And although the essence and substance of the emotion attributes, the Midos, the Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferus, and so on, cannot be mastered by bainanim Intermediates, even though the Benini, the intermediate, cannot gain full power over the emotion, the Midos, so as to be converted into holiness. Why is this? This is because the evil is stronger in the emotion attributes than in the intelligences. Here we go, why? By reason of its greater nurture from the holiness of the Midos as is known to the study of Kabbalah. Being that the Midos get from a holier area of Tohu, the animalistic souls, Midos are something we're not able to change over. Please. Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead.
3: Divide 288 by 6. We do not worship 48. what?
1: 48.
3: And it by 6 again. We do not worship symbols, but symbols stand as something extremely important to us. And so consequently, as a visual symbol, which requires or is to pull us in, is the Mogendavid.
0: Eight sides. I appreciate that. Did
2: you read that or you just thought of that?
3: Well, I I didn't specifically read that concept. What I have done is digging into the mystical concept of the Mogendavid and the fact that it isn't just, well, let's have a symbol uh six points that sounds good there's a very specific reason uh it has to do with the commandments uh with the number of mitzvot with the names of hashem and with the mystical aspects of kabbalah it is not happenstance there is a great deal more to it than just simply a visual symbol
0: i just need to ask a question doesn't the market only have six sides to it
3: no It's a geometric figure. It has the number of sides that we choose to interpret from it. It has six. It has six points. So six points. It has the, the sides of the points. So but how did you come to the number eight?
0: Aren't, aren't you trying to reflect on the number eight?
3: start with 288. You start with 288. Yeah,
0: and then where do you go?
3: And the number six multiplies in that. Oh. The number six has a significance in that number. In, uh the number of mitzvot and a lot of other aspects mm-hmm. of Judaism when we begin to explore mm-hmm.
0: and you're saying the number of six could be the div- 288 could be divided
3: by six as and the number of mm-hmm. the names of Hashem and it could is, be divided by six again and, you can, yeah. <coughs> and, and the, no- the name the names of hashem <coughs> is a multiplication of six kind of. or of 18 18 number. the name the 18 as high is a significant Aspect of which is broken down into into six. So, the uh, idea of, um, of the study of numbers, what do I want? Uh, the gemat- uh, Gematria. Huh? Gematria. It's not hocus pocus, it's symbolic of a great deal. And so is the 288. That's the only commercial message I want. Thank to you. Let me. Is a for Pardon me?
1: 288 is the Gematria for. Where with if if I'm
3: if
0: to I'm understanding correctly, out. he's saying that two eighty-eight can be divided by the number six, which are the sides of a magen david.
3: The number six is extremely important, as as evidenced Nine. in the names of God. In eighteen, is the vital aspect of life. The high is important, just not as a term to throw out when you're giving charity. There's a great mystical concept.
1: Just don't explain why you start
2: with two of the Because the rabbi was talking about the 288 parts that came out of the clay in the
0: let's, let's summarize here what we've learned today. we learned that charity is equal to the all other mitzvahs, and it's even called the mitzvah, because when you give from your charity, you're giving from all of the time involved, In reflection of another mitzvah, which is just at the specific moment, and of your entire body, Uh, within the other mitzvah, however, is just a part of your body.
3: We We asked about a short class about the Mogen David. We just haven't gotten around to it. I, being the junior partner, of course, but uh, nonetheless, that was we we talked about it because
0: we asked about. How could we say that the study of Torah is equal to all other mitzvahs? That contradicts our previous point about action being most important, we shared that the study of Torah elevates the deeper part of the animalistic soul that action can't. The animalistic soul itself has thought and speech, and action can't elevate that. We need a study of Torah.
2: So both statements are true. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're both true, and They don't contradict
1: each other, but you have to dig in a little bit. uh, Fantastic.